Welcome to the Stoic Sage. In this podcast, we are dedicated to using past knowledge tested by time to empower people of today. This podcast series includes discussions around modern challenges utilizing wisdom from nearly 2,000 years ago with the goal of bringing about how to think rather than what to think. Welcome to the journey to sagehood. Don't hope that events will turn out the way you want. Welcome events in whichever way they happen. This is the path to peace. Epictetus. Hello, my fellow Stoics. Before we get started here, I do want to say I apologize for the small and short hiatus that I did have. I had some personal stuff that had come up and I had to reprioritize my personal life and um, some really big changes did happen and you know that's obviously no excuse to not give you guys content that you guys love um, to really have on a daily basis or on a weekly basis but um, I'm still very active on Instagram and I'll get into more detail maybe in a later episode um, once things have uh, calmed down a little bit but just know that I'm okay and um you guys will definitely be having more episodes to look forward to moving forward. It was just a short reprioritization in my life. Now, to go ahead and get started here with today's episode, the hardships of doing the right thing. I think a lot of Stoics, as we move forward through life, we realize how hard it is to be a Stoic, both being true to ourselves as well as being true to our virtue, especially when encountering the outside world. I wonder if you'd be surprised to know that Stoics, for the most part, have been hated throughout history. Um, Plato, Socrates, Marcus Aurelius, for the most part, there was some documentation against him uh, written in historical records. People did not really like him all that much. At least, you know, his political... Politically, people didn't like him. Obviously, the people did and whatnot. But... It's very difficult to be hated, to be turning your a blind eye or turning your what people would think turning your back on others. But we stand by our virtue. Stoics understand the reality, which is all of the disciplines and the fields and the virtues all combined together that make up Stoicism. And a lot of times they're harsh truths. There is a reality that we live in, and then a hopeful reality that we would like to live in. Two entirely different things, though. Which one do we have to live by? Well, if we're walking outside of our home, we have to abide by the reality of the world, which is to say the reality of the people, reality of your neighbors, your workplace, the economic system, the political system, you have to work within the bounds of your reality. And then within that reality, you have to make decisions and, and sometimes call people out when necessary. And that can be difficult sometimes because a lot of people don't want to see the reality. That's the hardships of doing the right thing. And standing by your virtue and what is right, justice, moderating yourself, understanding what is right and wrong, having the courage to stand up, or being wise in standing down in some cases. 
Sometimes you'll be ostracized for saying the right thing or calling out, in some cases, people's inadequacies. I think that's the difficult thing that a lot of Stoics face when it comes to the hardships of doing the right thing. Uh, when it comes to the discussion about being a better man, of course, we can look back to Marcus Aurelius and think, don't discuss what it means to be a good man and just be a good man. Well, it's a lot of times it's not that simple, especially in today's world where masculinity is being questioned. Uh, the idea of the patriarchy is being uh, brought up often. And, and feminism, all of these subtopics and groups and, and how all of these play into the realities of how we interact with one another, all of it is being questioned, all for good reason, due to history and what our society has created, all of which are good discussions. And a lot of times, especially speaking from a man's perspective, a lot of times there's this movement of uh, men go their own way, or the red pill movement. And some of it is within good faith, some of it is good, but then a lot of it is almost hating on women, so to speak. Right? It's rooted in hatred towards women. And it's interesting because I've been seeing a lot of this stuff online and and uh, I actually will have arguments with men as well. And, and a lot of times it's, you know, masculinity isn't just exerting your force or exerting your power or exerting this innate biological leadership. A lot of people are, aren't, a lot of men try to claim that as though it's their natural birthright when in reality it's your character that defines that. And then they use that whatever birthright they feel they have and push it onto women or push it onto beta males. <laughs> but as a man and as Stoics and as women too, we need to call out the men as well. Be a good man. Be a good man. And the hardships of that is it, it, it can feel like you're turning your back on what is being a good man or what is masculinity. But that's the hardships of it. You have to have those tough conversations to be a good man. Calling out the people's inadequacies of what it means to be a man. Don't be less than what you are truly capable of. A man isn't just one who exerts force but also uses that strength to build, for example, not just destroy. Uh, some of the things with regards to exerting your force or exerting your power in, in relation to how you communicate with women and your or significant other can come off as demonizing or can actually cause trauma in a lot of people, especially when you're raising children. And in those cases, that's the hardship of doing the right thing. You have to turn to your fellow man and say, hey, that's not right. <laughs> A little cliche there, but yes, in a lot of ways, you do have to turn your back on them and say, that's not right. What, what you're doing will only cause more harm. Choose to build, not destroy, you know? And um, a friend of mine, uh, Brandon Tublin from The Strong Stoic, you should definitely check him out as well if you want more Stoic content. But he came out uh, in, in a podcast not too long ago where... Um, if a man is uh, treating his woman and or significant other and or children negatively or not paying attention to them, which is to say being neglectful, or when you're hanging out with your boys and you're having a beer and, and uh, your boy is calling women um, 
female dogs, essentially. That is an absolute no-no. That is not a right thing. We are far past that, especially men. We are far past that. We are very much equal. And what defines you as a man is your character. But that's the culture in some places. It's the culture amongst many places. And that's the hardship because you are amongst a group that you have cultivated a, a, a type of culture or, or a social status amongst them, right? And the hardship is turning your back on their word and saying that's not right. You need to stand by your virtue as a Stoic. Be courageous. Be just. Be wise in what you say. Test their logic. Test their mental impressions. Encourage them to think about their emotion because men are not just these masculine beasts that are capable of extreme mental resilience and physical um, attributes. You're a, you're a human. You are emotional. Therefore, you are more of a master, more of a powerful man if you can control your emotion as well. You are a true, quote-unquote, alpha when you can control and understand your emotions and how your reactions with your emotions can impact others. And questioning men, especially amongst men, it, it can be very difficult because men, more often than not, and I'm saying not, not saying all men, but uh, statistically speaking, men fall more into a narcissistic pattern, whereas women fall more into a bipolar pattern. Now, again, these are just general statements. This is just the uh, overarching majority, the, what's common. And uh, obviously, there is an, a little bit of a, um, it's kind of the same on both sides. You know, it can happen on both sides, but that's just what's general. So that being said, having conversations like that amongst your fellow men with their narcissistic tendencies who tend to have inflated egos don't like to hear those kinds of things don't like to be told when they're inadequate when they can indeed be better but that's the hardship of being a stoic of doing the right thing because by calling people out for their inadequacies you have to realize that when you are amongst your fellow uh, fellow man or fellow woman as well Generally speaking, you hang out with people amongst your same age group. Now, if you are hanging out with people amongst your same age group, you have to think for your future, right? Think for your future, which is to say, I'm going to have children one day. What kind of people will my children encounter? Now, that is heavily dependent on how your current people that you hang out with are currently going to be like existing, right? And how they are going to raise their future children who might one day encounter your children and those impressions of how they are raised. I mean, that's where it kind of comes full circle. You are, by not calling people out, shaping the society of the future, especially when you don't call out people for their inadequacies, especially when you don't choose to be courageous and call people out when it's necessary. Because I'm thinking about my future. I'm thinking about the society that my children will grow up in. If I'm not calling out the people today, 
they will one day be parents and then those impressions that they believe in, that they believe to be true, will be impacted on their children and then those children will impact my children. That's a, that's a tough way to look at it. <laughs> that's a very grandiose way to look at it. But we have to understand that as Stoics, we do make impact at an individual level. But we have to see ourselves as a chain of events. My impact with my fellow man, if, he, I, if I am able to successfully change his mind, then he can successfully change someone else's mind. And then when he has children, he will be able to be an adequate father or mother and then raise the next generation. That's how we do it. And that's the hardship though, right? Because you could very well just lose that friendship. But is it really a worthy friendship if you are hanging out with inadequate people or people who don't want to be better each day? Better and better. That's what we're doing as Stoics. We recognize our pitfalls and we realize I can be better. So we choose to be better. But do our fellow man and woman also choose that? And who challenges them? Because in a lot of ways, people, we need to realize that people don't change because of other people a lot of times. They change because life forces them to change. The hardships of life, right? Where they lose all their friends and then they realize, oh man, I should probably change. They go drinking too much and then they get a liver infection. Oh, now I'm forced to change. They are... are, are um, Keep encountering HR, for example. Oh, maybe I should change the way I am in the workplace because I keep getting fired. Like, <laughs> life teaches people most of the time. But how much better would it be if you can teach them early on or pass that knowledge on? That's the hardship. You kind of have to find your voice, find that wisdom and how you're going to display your knowledge onto others, right? When it comes to breaking generational curses, for example, your family will turn their back on you sometimes. And by doing so and not backing down, your legacy will be fruitful, though. I know there was a, there was a, a quote that I read about earlier this week that went something along the lines of tradition is just a word that helps people not think for themselves. And I found that interesting because in a lot of ways, when something is traditional, well, some type of familial structure is already set up. You don't need to think about setting up another structure, right? You don't need to think about updating it. You don't need to think about, hey, is this right or is this wrong? No, it's traditional though, so I should continue doing it. And in some families, some traditions don't work. Some traditions are, um, I, don't know, I don't know, drinking on a Monday and then on a Wednesday. And then on a Friday, and then you realize, hold on, my family drinks a lot. Is this tradition good? Will this tradition benefit me? Do I want to raise my children with a drunken grandfather? I mean, these are hard questions you have to ask. And these are hardships, again, that we have to go through to realize, should I be breaking this? Should I be setting boundaries? Right? And that's difficult to do, but you have to realize, is this going to benefit me in the future? And if you realize that it does, then you can be rest assured that your legacy will be fruitful because they won't take on those traditions and they will be better, right? Now, 
Before I get any further, I still have the weekly exclusive content from the Stoic Sage podcast that is coming out every Friday. In addition to the two episodes a week that I do, one episode a week discussing topics around morality, modern politics, and general controversy. As Stoics, it's important to expose and practice our virtue with even the most challenging of topics. And this exclusive content will be available to those who sign up via the link in the bio. All episodes will be ad-free and unfiltered as much as the ancient Stoics were with their opinions. And by signing up, you are tremendously supporting the show. And like I said, these episodes will be live every Friday. And you'll be able to see them depending on the podcasting platform. They may be locked or just unavailable. And I'm very excited to be presenting these episodes. And I thank you all for your continued support thus far. So when it comes to your friends, will you call them out when they do something that is wrong and or distasteful? And how will we create a better world without doing what is necessary to build a better society? We have to remember that a lot of our friends are going to be tested by life. But how often is it that they are tested by their friends? It makes more sense for a friend to say something. It can be more impactful when you say something as a friend as opposed to life. Because when you get hit with life, I mean, sometimes people fall off on the deep end. They don't know how to handle it. But that's what true friendship is, is it not? True friendship is singing the same song, as Plato would say. right? That's what two friends are. You just find the same person that sings the same song as your soul does. right? Now, if they are as close of friends as they claim to be, then shouldn't they be more receptive to hearing what you have to say? And what kind of friendship, especially amongst men, I notice this a lot amongst men, what kind of friendship are you are you curating if you're not talking about life? If you're not talking about how you can be better? If you're not talking about future children? Like I said, we've created a... I've noticed that a lot of times we've created a society where all we want to talk about is women, money, sex, partying, And this is amongst the younger generation, right? As you get older, you kind of get more established in your career. So the conversations do change a little bit. But you have to remember that we shape society. Obviously not on a grand scale. We we can't be the voice for millions of people. But if we can be the voice for five, and then those five for the next five, and then those five for the next five, then yes, we can make an impact, can we not? We can't diminish the value of our wisdom, my fellow Stoics. We can reshape or help shape society. We are impactful. And as Zeno had said, no small step is small enough. Okay, We all can make a small impact. For the men out there, great men are created by other people. Call them out when they fall short. And a lot of times we have to remember, and this is something I found super interesting as of recently too, that women are the ones that shape generations. And you got to think about that for a little bit, right? Like, what do you mean women shape, shape the men? Women create great men. 
How is that possible? That's not possible. Men create great men. No, men can facilitate the creation of great men, but women create. Women have the power to create and thus create great men. Now, here's the, here's the reason why, though. Women choose who to mate with. Women choose who they want to have children with. Whereas men, men will sleep with anyone, with any woman who is willing to accept him as he is. I mean, statistically speaking, more women have a better chance of finding a mate because a lot of guys are just trying to shoot their shot at so many girls and like a lot of times doesn't really land. But women kind of, if they really want to, they can have a lot of men barking at their door. And that's just a statistical fact. I know it's not for everybody, right? It's just obviously a generalization. But using the data, we see that to be true. So that being said, let me tell you a story about Sparta, ancient Sparta. So the queen of Sparta uh, at the time of um, Leonidas and all the, the at the height of the Spartan Empire, there were a lot of queens at the time that were very envious of the Queen of Sparta. I think her name was uh, Agatha or, or something like that. Anyway, the point being is that a lot of these queens were envious of her because the Spartan men would always listen to the women. And that's interesting, right? The Spartan men would listen to the women. These powerful, strong men that would go to war for Sparta, they listen to women. And the Queen of Sparta just simply responded, we Spartan women are the only ones who give birth to great men. And it, that's very true because she understood the power that is associated with what they're capable of. Right? They are the ones telling the men when they're fighting at the bar or when they're choosing to break stuff and, and things like that. It's notated in the historical records that the women would say, why do you choose to destroy when you can build me a damn house? Boom. Use your power to build. Why are you choosing to use your power to destroy? Stop bickering amongst you men and create something. Why don't you resolve whatever issue it is that you have by competition or something? Like, come on. Be men. Women help facilitate that growth and development in men. And my wife actually would, um, brought up something that was really interesting to me too, where men are more logical, obviously, more, more logical, more... They, they provide structure in, in the family dynamic, whereas women um, have more of a more chaotic nature. And not chaos as in destruction, but chaos as in constantly changing. And this constant change ends up making men have to always try to, you know, create more structure and understand that, hey, I need to be better. I need to be better. I need to be better. That's how women create great men. She can tell you that you're doing something wrong. And then you have to, as a man, restructurize that and think, 
you know what? No, I can be better here. Let me restructure my life a little bit. And then let me add this structure to our family dynamic and how we raise our children and our legacy moving forward. It's an interesting dynamic, right? The point being is that that's the hardship of growing up to be a man, growing up to be a good citizen, the ideal citizen, right? Which is to say, you have to constantly keep improving. And that's the hardship. You have to constantly accept criticism and then give criticism to yourself as well. That is how you create an ideal person for yourself. And that's how you create ideal children. And then face those hardships of telling other people when they are being inadequate. This is how we as Stoics encounter the hardships of doing the right thing. Because doing the right thing isn't always the easiest thing. And that's the biggest thing. But you have to have faith in yourself. You have to have courage in yourself and understanding that you do have the power to do it. And a lot of times... You may find yourself being shunned, but that's okay. Because as Marcus Aurelius said, don't find yourself amongst the common people, okay? Find yourself amongst the insane. Do everything you can to avoid their irrationality. And with that, I thank you guys for listening in. And I hope you guys are excited because I'm looking forward to putting more content out there after this short hiatus. So... Thank you guys for being such tremendous supporters and keep, keep up with me on Instagram as well as uh, TikTok now that I'm on that. <laughs>Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help out the show. If you would like to check out Stoic Sage merch or read about the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. Lastly, don't forget to become a member for our new exclusive Stoic Sage episodes. You can sign up using the link in the bio. I wish you well, fellow Stoics, on your path to sagehood.